Welcome to the Purposeful Parent Podcast, a podcast for inspired parents. I'm Melissa. And I'm Kristen. I'm a parent of two little girls and the founder of Inner Architects. I love guiding parents and giving them a space to meaningfully connect, communicate effectively, break cycles, and learn to intentionally parent their kids. I'm an educator, a children's book author, and founder of Language Ninjas. With Language Ninjas and my books on the power of our words, parents and kids are given tools to empower their language. On this podcast, we are highlighting parents and educators who are choosing to mindfully show up differently for kids. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Purposeful Parent Podcast. We have a great conversation lined up today with Valerie Saucier. Val is a single mom to two boys, a registered massage therapist, also a competitive master's Olympic lifting athlete. Um, Val has been on her own healing journey and is becoming more and more aware of her own triggers and how to regulate her nervous system so she can show up as a better mom to her boys. Val, we are so excited to be talking with you today. And I had the opportunity to get to know you from a mastermind that we were both in and your fun, loving energy and your zest for life really attracted me to you. So we had the opportunity to have some personal conversations around parenting during that time. And I enjoyed those. And we thought you'd be a great addition to our podcast here. So welcome, Val. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's start off. Give our listeners, our listeners, a little insight into your story, who you are, um, yeah. Tell us about your boys. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm Val. Val is okay. Don't call me Valerie, please. <laughs> um, I have two young boys. They are eight and nine. They, they seems close in age, but my oldest t- is turning 10 in two months. They are both immunocompromised. They have, um, immune system illness from birth. And I, I start my reparenting healing journey after my separation. Uh, things were getting really hardcore at home. Sam was, Sam and I were, Sam is my oldest and I were always fighting, always yelling, screaming at each other. He ended up telling me stuff like he doesn't love me anymore. I'm the worst mom ever. And I was like, okay, stop for a moment. This is not working right. We need to do something and change things. Um, I started with having uh, work. I did work with uh, psychologists one-on-one uh, for me. And we also had psychology session with him and I together to work on having more quality time and seeing what was the trigger and helping each other, learning more about each other. So that's how it all started. That was the first step I did. Uh, I screamed for for help because I was tired of the the fights. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Being open and vulnerable, I think it's hard for a lot of parents to to take that ownership and to say out loud like this was a big this this was happening because of a big part of what I was doing, right? Um, what was your first step once you recognized that things needed to change? Where did you go from there? Uh, I realized lots of it. Oh, gosh. 
I could feel my mom, like every time I was getting triggered or talking or yelling, I could feel my mom. And I realized how strict my childhood was and how I couldn't be myself and really like living in that box. And it was, and I was being quiet and calm so I don't get in trouble. I like, and I was doing the same thing with my boys. I was like, I don't care what you want to do, just stop so I can do my stuff and you don't get in trouble. So it was to accept that my childhood was not the best one. And, and I understand that my parents did the best that they could with what they have. And I decided to change things. I wanted patterns to change because we, I used to spank my kids. And like my boys were just laughing at me. So I'm like, okay, this is going nowhere. So uh, we change. I changed technique. I learned to have space when I was triggered to not react right away to give me, give myself space. And I was for a long time, I was feeling bad because I didn't want to get triggered or yell at my kids. And then I was feeling ashamed when that happened. Now I learned that the trigger will happen and I might or might not yell to them. But the most important thing is to repair. So it used to take days when I, when I was like, when I was getting triggered, it used to take days before I was able to uh, apologize to them because I was like, hey, there are kids who needs to apologize to kids. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it made a huge difference because my kids now are able to come forward to me and to apologize to when they say bad things and mean things. So it was a lot of work and a lot of talking to myself and be like, okay, I could hear the voice in my head being like, your kids don't need this. And I was fighting with the other voice being like, okay, well, if you want to change this, you need to take action and to do it the way you want it and not, and stop the pattern that was in your family. Yeah. I'm curious too, because, uh, or going back a little bit, when you said you were spanking your sons and they were laughing at you, I know from the adult ego, that can be really hard to, to be like, okay, this is what I thought I needed to do. Now they're just laughing at me. So how did you move beyond that too, to start realizing like, okay, this isn't working, um, rather than just being in frustration to like, they're not listening. And what do I do? What were some of those steps that you took? So I, one of them was to put myself in a timeout. (laughs) (laughs) I was like going away from them just to calm myself down, knowing that I could remember I was spanking them and they were just laughing and I was like getting even more mad. But I'm like, okay, there's no point keeping them spanking. It's just like that vicious circle. So it was to stop and... I will go away like in my room or away from them to come myself and then come back to them and try different way to talk to them or hold them. I realized with my oldest, he, he just need my presence. He, he needs me to be with them to, uh, with him to hold him and to keep my system, my nervous system down so I can quiet his. So it was really to like, and sometimes I I think about it and it sounds easy to do, but when you're in it, it just 
like it's very crazy and it to to talk yourself into doing something different so i was going away in my room breathing deeply making sure i can feel my feet on the floor putting my heart my arm my hand on my heart and calming myself and now i realize i'm able to do it in the action sometimes i would be yelling and i will be able to calm myself down and we will end up cracking a joke and all of us would be laughing at the same time yeah i i resonate a lot with what you're talking about the taking of the space the the walking away the breathing i mean we've we've done similar programs as far as language work and breath work and and i think that those are two major things that have translated into becoming a different parent becoming a better mom um talk to us specifically about some of the strategies you're using or the things that you're noticing that are different from from then to now the words for me have made such a big difference and lifted i know we are all enlifted coaches and for me that was huge i took this course for personal reason i I don't use it like I'm not a coach I don't use it with anybody but just to see how much my language was putting me in that loop in my head of pressure and being mad and so now I'm I'm working on teaching it slowly to my kids and um so this week it was when Anthony my youngest had issue putting stuff like his containers in in his lunchbox and i saw him he wanted to say oh i have a problem with this and this, instead he said oh i have a situation happening here and he just he said it like oh my god it was just hilarious the way he said it, it was funny and i'm like oh like good catch it was i it, it amazing to see when kids catch on that stuff and even some uh he used to come home and being super mad and sad and being and saying mom i had like a bad day it was the worst day ever on my of my life and i asked him question about his day wondering like what happened and then he explained me like whatever it is like with his friends or his teacher and then i asked him is it a bad day or a bad moment in your day and he said a bad moment so later on that week or the week after when something was happening at school or in his life he was coming to me saying like hey mom i have a bad moment today and i was just i i don't know like the pro i was just proud of them i was super proud that they are able at their age to change their words to make a difference and not being so stuck in their stories i'm unsure if they totally get it yeah and i don't know, i just i remember anthony anthony reaction was so funny like oh i have a situation happening right now mm -hmm. that that was hilarious that was funny <laughs> so yeah the words have helped us um there's one thing too i noticed anthony love love it when i read stories at night okay and i just want to say all this is happening in french at my place <laughs> so <laughs> so like they he has book that he loves to read and sometimes 
because I'm a single mom, if I had like a rough day, I, I don't always have the energy to do it. And I realized when he doesn't have his bedtime story, it's really hard for him to fall asleep. And the next morning is more like he's more agitated and he doesn't, he seems off a bit. So now I make sure even if I'm super tired, I will make sure that I take time to read his story and spend time with him. Even if I'm tired. That's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool when we see the, the work we're doing leaking out positively to, to our kids or to the people around us. Um, I resonate a lot with what you just said as far as routines with our kids and then noticing different patterns in their behavior. For sure. My oldest specifically is like very routine oriented. And if we fall off track, I notice behaviors that come in and um, an inability to to articulate why, but as a parent watching those patterns and recognizing, I think is important. So that's awesome that you're noticing that and that you can keep things a little more buttoned up and understanding what their needs are. So good for you. Yeah. I, I want to say too, I'm, I'm seeing Vanessa, you had her on like episode 25, I believe. So I'm doing, I have like reparenting consultation to help me because the last, like the psychology session were helpful and I find it was missing something. I find like I could not really get a hold of everything that was happening. Vanessa helped me a lot, realizing like the stuff and giving me tips and advice on what to do. And there's still there's still stuff I'm struggling. Like video games, it's a big issue at my place. It's super triggering for me and my oldest love it. So I have yet to figure out how to deal with like technology here. It's um, yeah, that's a big struggle. Oh, I was, <laughs> I thought you had an idea, Melissa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But it was great talking with Vanessa too. What are some of the, the things since talking with her that you've started implementing with the boys? Um, yeah, let us tell us a little bit about that and what you've been learning. Yeah, um, it's mostly what I I explained earlier, but but to be aware of like mm. the trauma. So this is what, and with my so I haven't I did my schooling in massage therapy. I'm a massage therapist, and we have learned about the nervous system, and then it expanded everywhere in my life. I understand that when you're triggered. It's like now the nervous system is running the show. So it's really hard to calm yourself down if you don't give yourself space. So I will, I will make sure like my feet on the, like I can feel my feet on the ground, something just like splashing cold water in my face and noticing the pattern and the repair. Vanessa helped me a lot with the repair to apologize and and apologizing, making sure I don't blame them <laughs> because before I was like apologizing and basically telling them it's their fault. So it was to turn it that like it's my emotion and mm. I'm working on 
on it to work to uh, heal that part and that it's also okay to have emotion to not hide them so yeah I haven't talked I've it's funny I have a session with her this weekend we haven't talked in a few months now but yeah she's great mm-hmm. that's awesome I think the repair is is something that is really going to resonate with listeners and it's been mentioned a few times on our show here and something that I'm personally working on um, just in life, but with my children specifically. And you mentioned before, you know, viewing children as just kids, right? And that why is, you know, I'm an adult. Why should my apology matter? Why do they need an apology? Why did, and um, I think when we take a step back and we really look at one, what happens if we don't apologize, right? Like, you know, when we, you know, what, what are we leaving the children with? What kind of example are we setting all of that, but then coming back into the apology and how connected, I know I feel so connected to my kids after that. And sometimes it's, they're really upset and they're like, you know, thanks mom. I really need that. And sometimes like, yeah, you're okay. You're human. It's fine. You know, and which is also nice and really reassuring to know that like every moment of my parenting, I'm not potentially messing them up. So, so, (laughs) you know, sometimes they're able to roll it off their back and be like, yeah, that's okay. You know, now, and I think that too, like, um, I've dealt with a lot of like trying to show up in a certain way. And I don't know if I would say like, perfectionism all the way, but three quarters of the way into perfectionism and really looking at, you know, leaning into vulnerability and leaning into being a valuable human so that I can be permission for other people to, to also mess up. And I think that's a really important lesson for our kids. And, and I'm, I'm proud of you for, for not only like owning your triggers and, and trying to repair and working on that repair, but also for allowing yourself to mess up. And allowing yourself to still yell every once in a while, you know, and not coming to every day of parenting, especially I can't even imagine as a single mom, like with this idea in your mind that you're never going to yell again, or that you're never going to be triggered or upset by your kids again. So, um, yeah, just wanted to mm-hmm. give you a little, little kudos there for showing Thank up you. <laughs> and giving your, you know, allowing your sons to see you in a vulnerable place and and allowing them to to be able to mess up as well Mm -hmm. right so that's going to be huge for them growing as men and I learned to relax about the stuff in the house I used to be mad if the dishes was not done and I was going to bed or now I'm I'm I hire a clean a cleaning lady a cleaner how you cleaner because I was just like I was tired of I was at the end of the day being single mom, I was tired. I was like, I was exhausted. And then I'm like, oh, I need to clean this. So I need to like my kids do their part, but they are not cleaning the toilet yet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And yeah, so just to give me some space and ease in my life. Now I'm asking for help and we all know how that can be a challenge too. So it was like asking for help giving me more time and space to be with my kids. There's one thing I remember that Vanessa, when I first started working with with Vanessa, she told me 
how do you how do you picture your relationship with your boys when they are 25? Do you want them to call you and be like, hey, mom, we're coming for a visit? Or you want you to be begging them to come for a visit? And I was like, oh, wow. Because the way I was, I, I was behaving, I was with my boys, there's no way they would be calling me to come for a visit. I would be like begging them. And, and I, we still have challenge. And the biggest one is the power struggle. Like I say, I say it, so it needs to be there. It's need, it needs to be this way. Don't ask why. I'm, I'm struggling with that. Sometimes I'm just like, whatever, do whatever you want. If it's in the morning, he doesn't want to wear his jacket, like his big jacket. He wants his like, um, a smaller jacket. I'm like, okay, you do it because if you're cold, you get the natural consequence right away. So then he can learn the next day if it's cold. Oh, mom, I will put my bigger jacket. So when, when there's nothing harmful for them and they have like a quick natural consequence, I learned to relax my power struggle and to let them lead the decision. And you, yeah, you like you were talking to that that le- letting them lead that decision is so important because yeah, we, we as adults knowing things being it's hard not to say, hey, this is the way it goes. Um, and since we were talking about the the nervous system and how it regulates and controls everything, how how is releasing that control um, helping? with your nervous system and their nervous system and helping to regulate within the house as well. Oh, there's way less tension. (laughs) I remember we used to, oh, we used to just fight about it for like, I don't want to say hours because it's not that much, but like it maybe 10 minutes, sometimes 10, 15 minutes and going out the door was, like a rush and then you're like go 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 and I'm going to drive and my nervous system is up really up regulated and everybody on the road is driving like crazy because I'm the crazy one (laughs) so yeah now it's nicer like we go out the door faster there's less struggle and just the pressure is off like I can feel it in my body like I find it challenging to talk about nervous system because it's something like you feel like mm-hmm. it's either you have like super lots of tension on your on your shoulder, the breath is trapped in the chest, or like then you relax and everything goes like smooth and I like to say jello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like woo. So yeah, it did help for that. And now I have more space too. Like I can. I can see the difference. I can see that my tolerance zone is way bigger than I it used to be. I used to be triggered like right away for simple things, and now I'm I'm able to breathe and talk to myself and make sure that I have more space for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I it's I. When did we stop our mastermind? October, even from then until now, and so the conversations we were having then to now values seem so 
much more in your body and able to regulate and able to have these conversations with your boys. Um, some of the things you were sharing on there were more talking more about those power struggles. I think I even remember you talking about those dishes in the city, right? So, um, so cool for you to be putting these things into place and, and doing it with your boys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think during the mastermind, I was not, sorry, I was not working with Vanessa yet. Hmm. I think I start working with her after and it switched a lot. And even with knowing like with my massage therapy, I sit on my clients when I massage them and they all, all loose and relaxed. It's changing also how my treatment affect them. Okay. My kids are around. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like working with, with Vanessa, being aware of the nervous system has helped me a lot. Like it, it's quite fascinating to know like about the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system, how it, it changed everything. And, and also like, I don't hear my mom as much in my head and that's huge because I'm writing our own stories mm. and for me, it's important. And yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping that the work I'm doing right now will help them to come to call later and knowing that they can tell me whatever they want and that it's an open and safe space. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful to be able to build that relationship too, to have that start. And I also like how you said when you started um, getting your nervous system more regulated, it changed with your interaction with your clients as well. And so how you can see not only with your kids, but also with your, yeah, when you're doing massage with your clients and that too, I think is important, like that the practitioner is able to bring in a piece um, and bring it along and share it with the people that they're working with. So I think that's, that's cool to note as well. Yeah, we, I, we all have been to a massage therapist that she's like super mad and talking all the time. And then you get out of there and you're like, what just happened? You're stressed. You're like, you pay for massage, you're stressed. So even while I massage, I keep my breathing low and slow and I make sure that I'm in the right space so they can relax and have a positive effect on them and not be like that crazy talking massage therapist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a beautiful reflection. Mm -hmm. um, as we wrap up here, we always ask our guests to kind of end with um, one actionable piece of advice for parents to, to step into this, to um, parent more purposefully. What is your kind of takeaway for our parents um, that you would you would offer them to start today? Uh, for me, yeah, like the nervous system for me was a big piece. If I don't know if it's something people are aware of it, but if they don't to look to look up into the nervous system and see like the difference between the parasympathetic and sympathetic. Actually, I like to call it like for parasympathetic, I say peace, like P for peace, mm -hmm. and sympathetic S 
for stress. So like to increase the peace in your body and lower the stress and mm. to have self-care, to take care of yourself, to have time for you to fill up your cup. And I'm not necessarily just thinking about talking about like having a hot bath, but something on the long term that will release the stress on your nervous system. So I know for me, like in the morning when I wake up, I just lay in my bed for five minutes and I will breathe, like put my hands on my heart and my belly and I will breathe um, for five minutes before getting up. And as a mom, sometimes I look online and people are having one hour morning routine and I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for that. So I do a quick version, five, 10 minutes. Then I get up and do my stuff. So yeah, for me, the biggest part of my journey was to learn about the nervous system and how it runs our life. And to have a healthy nervous system will bring so much other stuff too on like your health, your physical health, your emotional health. Like there's, um, it's definitely something that we need to talk more about. Mm -hmm. and and, yeah just want to point or say I like too how you said yeah one hour morning routine isn't something that's feasible for you but you are able to take a five minute like this is how I'm starting my day so yeah doing what works for you to get your day started on the right foot in the amount of time that works I like I like what you had to say on that so Mm -hmm. um where where can our listeners go to find out more about you or just stop and say hi and ask you any questions that they have? Oh, I'm mostly on Instagram. I don't post a lot like in my feed, but I'm more active on my Instagram story. So it's Val, V-A-L underscore, S-E-U-C-I-E-R. You can, I post mostly about my lifting. <laughs> Thank you for talking with us today. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Purposeful Parent Podcast. We had a really great time talking with our guests today and hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Make sure to check out the show notes to get more information on today's guests and to check out what they are up to. To learn more about Melissa and Kristen, follow The Purposeful Parent on Instagram. You can also check out what Melissa is up to by following Inner Architect on Instagram. And to keep up with Kristen, follow Language Ninjas on Instagram. We'd love to hear how you are choosing to purposefully parent, so please feel, feel free to reach out and say hi.